it's too big. I'm playing the music. That rodeo shirt you're wearing, Mr. JT Brown, and your headshot picture on jtbrownandco.com. Here's something I saw with my eye, because we do a lot of web development. You're not HTTPS secure, SSL secure, baby. So just watch out for that. Should I consult you? You're, you're vulnerable to attack. How'd you do the website? What's it on? I hope somebody comes and gets me. And this is your jam? Uh, I did it through Verb. This is your jam on that we're listening to? Yeah, this is the opening track on, on the last full length that I put out. Hashtag Phantom Heart. <laughs> Nine years in the making. <laughs> yeah, it took about two years worth of pre-production on this one. A lot of... It did? A lot of camping and yeah. <laughs> extracurriculars that Magic distracted me. Magic I'm, production. I'm very curious about that process because... It's a tough creative thing, I, I feel like, uh, especially music. I don't know. There's this kind of weird era we're in where you can have access to all art at once, right? Mm -hmm. So everything's, it's that thing of everything's been done and it's been done and it's been done and it's iterative and all that stuff. And you can get in your own dome about what you're trying to push out, you know? Have you, do you experience that? I get that with comedy, right? Like, I'm like, I bet someone's done this joke about this that's more famous than me, and I'll be a puss and not even try it. I think with comedy, it's probably... It's, it's probably There's no cover bands in comedy. It's probably more way more easy to identify if you've copied something in comedy than music. Exactly. Because, I mean, you're only saying you're, it's, it's a line. You know, you're, 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 there's, not, there's not multiple elements going into it. I mean, other than maybe tone... Placement, you know, placement of tone and things like that. There's, but there's more nuance than the probably, that probably under, you know, I don't know with music <laughs> performance, right? Like, I don't know. There's, there's probably a lot of nuance I have zero clue about. But like, there is like a, uh, it's more of like an instinct to feel out the crowd a lot of the time. For sure. Well, especially, in, especially I would imagine in comedy because, you know, you're, you're getting, the thing about comedians is that they they thrive on that immediate response. Not, I mean, you know, yep. maybe emotionally they thrive on it while they're performing, and oh, all, you know, all the to time. feel to, to feel the to feel the wave of of uh, you know the, the crowd how it's moving. But um, music with musically, I think it's a little different in that, uh, at least from a production standpoint, I don't really feel the need ever to. I don't feel the pressure of like what's what's happening or what's current or anything. I don't really feel that. I just I have elements in my head that I hear and I try and construct them in a way that I know is unique or authentic. And if I feel like I'm achieving that, then I feel like it has its unique, its unique quality. That There's that no current events kind of musician, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, like not Trump anymore. Songs. Well, you <laughs> know what anymore. I'm saying? Like it, but even like a, like a movement, like <laughs> in the sixties or something, there's still like a lot going on over a long period of time. You're not Certainly. talking about like the exact news that's hitting today, kind of. Well, thing. because it's Where it comedy, changes every can't. 45 minutes. So Don't back, you know, in the, in the 60s, <laughs> you were there, there was three or four publications that were putting out all of the, all of the information. So, you know, if it was skewed or not, they were there was there were fewer sources to to pull from. I feel like it's just retroactively. Oh, that 60s music. They were talking, you know, all this different stuff. They, they can apply it afterwards where it's like you're not thinking of it as it's going it's like oh well that definitely influenced me but i didn't 
know it did even when it was happening. Certainly. Uh, I mean, I think the thing, the time, these times are, there's a lot to write about, you know, socially. But what what strikes you is something interesting to to. That's it's also hard because you I love I love specifics like I talk in this kind of sometimes super specific Robotic. Way, <laughs> Aspergersy uh so like a super specific kind of way because I think con- a lot of a lot of funny things are in the details in a way um I, and I'm more conversational kind of when I'm doing stand up. Uh, because I'm a lazy writer, so I do a lot of crowd work. Just likes to wing it. That's yeah. what it is. I like to go up with nothing and <laughs> say I'm really brave to everybody, but it's really just because I don't write uh, <laughs> ahead of time that much, um, or or rewrite, I should say. Someone told me you're a good writer, you're a fucking terrible rewrite. A lot of that going on. <laughs> a lot of that. Hello, is this mic on? Your turn. Hello, I'll be here all week. <laughs> um, let me do my pubic hairdo joke. All right. Here goes do another it. seven minutes of y'all's time. And then I go Ric Flair. all the buttons until you're done. I do have a Ric Flair uh, bit. What is it? Do it now. Uh, I be just funny. Said, I want to be the mayor of, of Tampa one day, but I think this is my theory from a while ago that a politician, you, to be a politician, you have to be a wrestler, essentially. Yes. And I think a lot of people now use this kind of thing. But uh, but I think you have to like you have to be crazy to get people's attention. But I want to get people's attention in a really boor- like get them on the pragmatic, boring things to cover. Like, you well, the attention getting needs to be at a ten. It needs to be like the Whoa, thing. Yeah. Ric Flair, Nature Boy, yeah, yeah. Ah! And then like, and then you go, hey, you slip in all these like really boring things. I want urinals to have a convex <laughs> kind of look to it. I want pee to go trickle down and then go Nature Boy all the way down. Mm-hmm. I want it to have a different angle so we don't get piss on our khakis. Am I right? Woo! And then that's how you have to do it. Yeah. Was that the bit? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's more, you know, comedy is for like a studio, I have to say. It is, like, it is best in front of two friends. Yeah. Uh, One of them has a soundboard just waiting a, to push A third that friend button. behind the uh, dash over there. Yeah, we got John Paul Labadee, who's a producer in the other room now, like a grown-up. If you're watching. Your uh, mic is on. You going to say hi? He's too busy looking at himself. Hey, JP. Oh, wait. If yeah, you're you going to talk? Talk into the microphone. Change my camera angle to me. Hi, guys. Hi. Nobody wanting to see that. If you <laughs> like college football Saturday mornings, he's like our bear. He is the, the go-to cut over to the side. Uh, Even looks like it, too. If you're watching, he looks like a bear for sure. All right, I'm going to mute Power him. Power bear. But, hey, if uh, you want us, you got to bang on the glass real loud. I'm just joking. Don't do that. So if you're, He's not even watching. If you're if you're watching Sweat Equity uh, as as we're talking right now, you can see we got a different setup going on, and uh, if any tech issues shall happen, blame uh, me. Sorry about that, but we've got Fine. we've got like legit stuff. I'm now. sorry. I got one for everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and if you're watching, Eric has uh, dressed up as an homage. Well, to our, my good friend Justin Brown, who is my favorite dresser of all time. Yeah, you're very subdued John today. I thought I know. I was going to come in in like a skirt or something. I really <laughs> don't mean it as an insult. <laughs> I I, I love that about you that you don't care. <laughs> you do maybe you do care, but maybe I it care makes way me too happy. much. Whatever you're doing makes me happy. If it takes too much effort, then I hate it. How about that? Yeah. Like if you're punk, right? If you're punk rock, but it 
it's like four layers of shit you have to put on, then fuck that. Oh, God, yeah. Yours yeah. seems very uh, minimalistic. I'm a little disappointed. I, just, I like to combine weird elements with all kinds of you're shit. You're not quite I mean. Steven Tyler. There's no, not I mean, like, no. you're not walking around with bandanas and shit. No scarves. Uh, you know, I always wonder what guys, like, how how liberating it must feel for them to, to, to derobe at the end of the day, like, take off their costume. Guys walk around, and, you know, they go to a fucking coffee shop wearing a... Yeah, high heel, you know, snakeskins, snakeskin yeah, boots, which pants. is fine. I mean, I'd like, yeah, I dig it. I'd like to see the Nest camera of like one of the guys from Gore when they get home, like, <laughs> ugh. like just guys taking off their shoes. Put and on shit. the giant yeah. rubber football pads with <laughs> yeah. spikes sticking them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like oh, honey, sitting on a bench, day. like trying to take the boots off, and their arms are too big. Yeah, <laughs> wife pulling his pants off of him <laughs> as they lay on the bed. How much panache do you do you worry about what you wear on stage or any of that? <clears> yeah, I mean, there's. I think there's a little bit of calculation there. It's just, you know, playing into the persona. But do you okay? Um, how about okay, that? Let's it talk fits. about that persona yeah, a little bit, right? Because that's like uh, with comedians, like you're up your own ass all the time, kind of thinking about mm -hmm. <laughs> you're thinking about you all the time and how you're perceived mm -hmm. on stage and sometimes off. But like, you know, it's kind of like a branding exercise of sorts. But I I have a bad kind of disassociation with myself with that. Mm -hmm. So I don't think about myself doing any of that for myself, you know? Like I won't I'll be I like, know exactly what you're trying to say. Is what are you saying? You what well am I saying? you're saying that like you don't low self esteem. Right. Yeah. But the consequence of that is that you feel like you don't put out enough of your own content because you don't separate yourself from the comedian slash or, and and dad, you know, everything else you are. You think that it applies to you in your real life, which it does. Or just, no, just stank on stage, like that kind of aura. You know, some guys have that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, what? like Dane Cook, you know, in 2005, he always wore his little leather. <laughs> little, little leather boots. Oh, okay. And things like that. Little I was signatures. trying to go, I was going deep into his psyche. You, know, yeah, you want to stay on the You're, you're we'll on the right on path, surface. but I was going more just the external kind of like. I mean, we can dig into law a little bit. That's let's fine. See, let's go, what's going we on got, here? We did it last episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. We used to have one of those <laughs> leather wristbands. What I, happened to that gimmick? I have it. It's somewhere over there. It's <laughs> what a, does it do? It went away about five, six years ago. Piece of flair? No, oh, I just... Uh, it died with Scott Stapp. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> How is he dead? How dare you besmirch no. Scott Stapp He's in alive. the studio? Okay. He's alive and well. Can you take me yeah. That is... I look like Scott Stapp. So. A little bit. He knows. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like he <laughs> got it. Like an alcoholic, <laughs> more alcoholic Scott Stapp. More. Um, yeah. Dude's a booze hound, man. Um Hey, you want to meet Jesus through rock? <laughs> you're gonna Ooh. have to. You're gonna have to drink a lot, man. I True. heard some creepy story about that guy trying to. He drove like two hours from Tampa up to Gainesville to hook up with some college chick. Total. I've heard that just story. Pulled it out of my ass. No, no, no. That, I've heard that story since high school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Stop then step. that means it's true. Stop that step. and Polly Shore hooked up with a girl at Tampa Prep when we were in high school, and that's where my wife went. And this is all hearsay. Mm. This mm. is all. Maybe Could she be uh, wife. got the weed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Remember me? That's the only thing. Pauly Shore <laughs> thing I can pull up. Yeah. What else does he do? Here, let's tell, I got to unmute John Paul. He's got one, I'm sure. No. No. Perfect. Perfect timing, guys. <laughs> no, you know what's the best it's about, hard. about comedy is timing, and you guys got it. You know, we yeah. do a lot of timing behind the camera. He's like doing a Sudoku <laughs> over there. Not, not we can see his screen too. He's got porno pulled up, big time. Oh, take it yeah, down, big buddy. Naturals. Hmm. That's what that's about. Damn, damn, dude. 
We're a little disappointed. No guitar. I mean, Straight I guess uh, we just got to talk. You know, I mean, talk sing so song only. Communication breakdown. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I didn't you tell him to bring a guitar. All nothing. you said was Asian curse. We courtesy? actually have a guitar. <laughs> oh here. yeah, someone. Uh, it has not been played in years. I guarantee. No, it hasn't. It's probably out of tune for sure. I got it when I was 16, thinking I could do it, and then forgot I had super sweaty hands, and uh, <laughs> that st- dream went bye bye. The street. Yeah. That was just part of the persona and the hand, leather wristband. Strings strings rust out pretty quick when you're sweaty. Yeah, it, it's my uh, it it's my uh, disability. Is my hands and feet sweat almost all the time? Pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people think I'm really nervous when I meet them. I'm it's like, called, nah. It's called hyperhidrosis. Sure. It's, you know, you have a lot of sweat glands in your hand and your palm. I know, but everybody thinks I'm like, oh, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, we're Hello, two of the sweatiest guys you'll see. I mean, we're You're not even fresh, dude. I He's know. We're not even going for the titular animal. connection. He's smelling my equity. pheromones. Yeah, you got them. Pheromones kicking. Yeah, I do stink. I feel like this is a good, good <laughs> moment in the podcast to plug the incremental a little bit, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah. We've got Eric's doing. Record another one. Eric's doing some solo podcasts uh, about wellness. Wim Hof breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the next. one. I mean, this is the. Second or third time we've talked about me doing it, and I still haven't recorded the second one. When's the episode about your balls moving? You ever look at your balls when you're like laying down, and they like one will go up and the other goes down, Mm -hmm. like a yin yang kind of thing? Yeah, but I control it with my mind. Can you really? You can't pull your own ball up. I mean, I can, but I can't do that kind of breathing consistently. That's nothing to do with the breathing. It's a muscular thing. Have you sat on your balls? No, I'm not there yet. I have. You have? I got a theory. I, I think once like you hit a, a certain joke. age, no, no. I think once you hit a certain age, like uh, you sit on your balls like one time, maybe when you're 30, and then it goes up once every year. So 31, you hit, you sit on your balls twice that year. That's I'm, I'm working on it. It's compounding. Was, is, this a, is this a preventative thing for something? What what what's the point? Uh, I don't know. Okay. We're doing an ad. I'm just. We're in the middle of an ad. You know, I'm an amateur doctor. Some, some so. old Eastern medicinal. So if you if thing. if you want that kind of information about ball sitting, compounding, pounding balls, uh, the incremental, it should be nested underneath uh, the sweat equity. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll feed do some kind iTunes. of like appendix version of the podcast. I'll talk about all my my fucked up shit, my hemorrhoids, my ball sitting. What else is wrong with me? Yeah, but you got rid of your allergies with breathing technique and ice baths. So that yeah. that right there is worth the the price oh, sure. which yeah. is free. I mean, is Wim is is Wim Hof? I mean, is 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 the gist of it like just a like a um just a um, do, like dousing yourself in oxygen kind of a thing? Yeah, you're, you're the idea? well. Yeah, it's oxygenating your blood. It's uh, you know, uh, it's got a couple different factors to it. Part of it is the breathing. The breathing is to oxygenate your blood. So that you're able to hold your breath longer. Mm-hmm. When you're holding your breath, you activate the um, autonomic nervous and immune system, which triggers um, all kinds of hormones that make you feel good, sort of mm-hmm. stuff. That it's like medicine that you can make on your own that people just forgot how to do. And then the cold exposure is the same idea, the same result, but. Take cold showers, train your blood vessels to not seize up when you get in the cold water. It helps with something I don't remember, but um, the ice water 
scientifically proven you get in there for two minutes at 50 degrees puts through. your body in fight or flight yeah it, it yeah and the way much. that that kind of shocks it kind of builds up like a little bit of a callus for you mm-hmm. to be like kind of your body kind of gets tougher for yeah. that well it, people living in florida too it's like we're all relatively less adjusted to the cold than other people so it's like 50 is what they did in a laboratory or whatever they did to prove it scientifically but 50 w- I get 50 degrees Fahrenheit uh, gotcha. the water sorry um but sometimes it doesn't get that cold for me but you get in there at, even at 60 degrees that's fucking cold water it's a lot different than 60 degrees air oh so I need to go back anything to, you can do try I used it. to do the cold shower um and that will hurry up your shower time a lot that but, too yeah but like save water you know I'm in a I'm in a flat as I like to call it because it sounds fancier than an apartment, but um, I can't. I don't have the backyard to do the ice bath. So for a while, I was doing the. Do you have a bath? Yeah, but it's like kids shit in the tub and stuff. That's so. a weak ass excuse, <laughs> dude. I'm not fucking getting ice to bring it now up to put it in the tub. <laughs> you act like wait, you can't act like I got time where I can just go. Hey, one year old, two year old, just chill out here. Watch uh, watch No Malone for the fortieth time. I'm going to do an ice bath, <laughs> and you definitely will not come in here and mess with me. <laughs> my like a lot of excuses. You know, my girlfriend now has a, she's got a two-and-a-half-year-old, and it's like. Oh, it's I the cannot, same then. We're all, we're all the same then. Oh, yeah? You think you're a dad? I'd like to if we just y'all, both y'all, turned y'all, on you, you like, you guys oh, you think you're the same? <laughs> I mean, it's just. <laughs> We've been through some shit. It's such a, it's such a parental response to what I did. Sorry. I, I mean, no. Jesus Christ. No, please tell we us. We were kidding. Look, this is improv, man. Here's I saw where Eric went and I went with him. I don't, it, I don't have to have spawned the thing to know that being interrupted every time you take a shit is a reality. And that, that is something I experience on a regular basis. You know? Yeah. Have you written a song about that? No, not being I, the I boy's try to father. Stick, stick to more substantial topics. Have you thought of locking the door, or installing a, a door with a lock? Yeah, and locking it. <laughs> or handcuffing. I feel like there's not a lock something. on the door. Yeah, lock it, locking helps. Natively. Sure. <laughs> but sometimes I'm still I'm I'm stuck in my old ways. You know, I just I feel like I have the freedom still, and I and I just you don't be able to shit where you want. Give him a swirly. How, how I want. Wait, sure. don't don't flush it, and then <laughs> give him a swirly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never come in again. How do you yeah, want C- to shit? CPS might take take a take a stroll through. Huh? How are you not shitting that the way you want to? Shitting the shitting itself like, is well, it's fine. It's are you talking about like a technique? Let's break this down. No, it's more it's more about like this is like John Paul when he figured out how to dry rub himself. It should be a peaceful it should be a peaceful experience, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just <laughs> What? Did you, what? Yeah, I, <laughs> I so just pictured you if you're squatting above the toilet in some kind of weird way that you n- learned about to make you feel better when you take a shit. Yeah. I didn't know. You just want it to be quiet. Squatty, okay. p- squatty potty. You got. You missed an episode a couple episodes ago where we uh, we really broke down John Paul's new uh, new uh, technique His that he new found. found. It's like when you sit on your hand and then try to go at yourself a little bit. Like okay. it's like a different hand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, for him, this was like. It was one of those things. It's right underneath his nose his whole life, and uh, I don't <laughs> he, know. If no, he, he just learned how to jerk off without lube. He just learned that that was a thing, and that he figured it out. Your mic's on, job, Paul. But if you like, want to like the elation he Where's had, your other hand? the exuberation he had to tell us about it. Oh, of course. You know that for him. Well, it, think about you it. Know, you open this like, whole new world. It's like for him. It's like uh, disgusting. You know, just like 
planting a flag out west. You know, he's discovering new territory <laughs> for himself. It's very important. He's like the Donner Party. I agree. Yeah. The Donner Party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a, I watched something recently. Um, Did you comment it? Oh, it the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah. On Netflix. It was really good. I saw it. It was well written, and uh, but there, a lot of it was about them crossing. Like Oregon Trail kind of stuff. Them actually. Well, the whole movie is about the, the old west. The old west, yeah. Different angles about what's going on. Really good. How many oxen do they have? It was a Bob the Banker in there. Mm-hmm. They had an Oregon Trail one. That one was really good. Yeah. The, uh, they had to ford the river and everything. It was. Yeah. That was fun. Your oxen died, and everybody got cholera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking dominated Oregon Trail. They they try and treat it like it's this like, you know, um, like the westward expansion being this. Really important, romantic. Ec- romant- yeah, they romanticize it, and it's like, man, that was a, it's that was like the most brutal time. Yeah, you know? imagine just put yourself in that position. It's like, oh, we're walking the whole way, huh? Yeah. Unless you're walking uh, or sitting in the thingy for a little while, See, and then you I gotta wonder, get out and walk. I wonder though, because they don't, they didn't have anything to, 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 they didn't have any kind of transportation that could get them anywhere. They didn't have, so, well, they had the walking. Se- walking seemed like. Walking was no, you know, didn't they didn't care to walk? Oh yeah, they walked everywhere. They had wagon, they had yeah, the wagon. Yeah, the wagons were mostly horses. for their, all their shit, though. You know, they had to bring all their muskets. And, and then on top of it, the icing on the cake is when you're sleeping, Native Americans could just come up and round up and kill you. Mm-hmm. It's true. So yeah, and if not the weather, you know, wherever you are. At yeah. that point, too, at least according to the Buster Scruggs, at that point, um, the natives had acquired. Weapons from battles that they had oh, yeah. had with the white men. They figured and they it had, out. They had, they had, they had full, you know, the same arsenal that we call it upcycling on point. the Etsy game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, that good is experience points. Do you That's do good. any kind of storytelling songs like Gordon Lightfoot like that? Like, do you? <laughs> do you um, I consider you kind of the Gordon Lightfoot of this area. Okay. Um, it's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, I appreciate that. If you that. could read my mind, girl. <laughs> What's a good story you could tell over music? I don't even know. Do you have any good stories? Is storytelling tough? I think it's got to be tougher kind of constraint for lyrics in a song, right? Because, you know, there's a dedent of part one, part two, part three to every story usually. There's seems that way for a lot of uh, popular music, Yeah. let's say. Uh, I don't know, but if it's hard to really kind of I feel like lyrics are tough in that, again, being detailed with your lyrics, you have to kind of, you can't be so specific or else it's a little jarring. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, or for or sure. Well, there's a... Your newfound glory, you know, in that front. Yeah, exactly. There's a there's a clever way to say things that um, is soft and palatable, but it can still still require some thinking. I mean, as far as story te- storytelling goes, uh, I I tend to write from a first person perspective as the character if i you know i'll come up with a character in my mind or based on something i've seen or just thought up but um i like to tell stories you know from that character's perspective you know i wrote devil shoulders a song on my last record and i wrote that from it's written from the devil i mean from the devil's perspective you know were you on shrooms commentary in there no there was other drugs involved though that were of the uh more uplifting Mm -hmm. Kind of, you know, persuasion. So. Well, it's more uplifting than shrooms. Uh, we have some in the fridge over there. <laughs> I'm like, Do you want some? Like, uh, anatomically, there's a few others. Uh, spiritually, though, mushrooms are wonderful. Do you follow that? Are you eating dick? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. What, I don't, 
Yeah, I'm not following either. Sexual things drug. that make your mind and your body like. Sounds like cocaine. Ding ding ding. <laughs> but those, day, those days are over. Those days are over, man. Those oh, so that that's your uh, that's that's you finding that that dark spot. You know, uh, yeah. That's me being on a balcony at 7:30 a.m. watching the sun come up over St. Pete. I mean, I was up on a that's so in a condo. It's so it's so it's, <laughs> it's a Tuesday morning in a in a condo balcony. I mean, it's so it's so. I imagine it like a rusty. It's so motel. God's waiting room. Yeah. yeah, he lives a slightly different life than we do. <laughs> oh, I did. I, I'm starting uh, to change. Oh yeah. I did a bit. It really is. I mean, <laughs> I did that when I was doing stand up full time. It was like this is not good for me. I need some discipline. I need some routine. Or yeah. I'll, I'll go off the deep end. Are you taking the kid to school at all? Like doing any of the dad stuff? Mm, not yet. I mean, I you know. Don't trust him. I spend a lot of <laughs> spend a lot of time with him and get him, you know, buy him Lightning McQueen Hot Wheels and shit like that. So oh yeah, buy his love. Good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like any. I discipline him. Dad ish guy. I give him a healthy dose of discipline and try and Do you let teach him, him how to switch. Try and teach him how to not be a whiny, yeah. little, whiny little bitch. Huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you do? How's your discipline technique? Um, calm and stern and real and just say, hey, man, you know, it's uh, it's cool to be nice. Those are my feather moments. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Listen, man. <laughs> That's my that silly closet of cool. clothes, okay? You're not allowed in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are my tight pants. <laughs> You're not allowed to wear my too. bowling shoes. I wear those on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Go sit in the corner. Uh, if you want a tip. It's I try all not about to, attention. I try not to raise my voice with them, you know. Well, that's good. It's not, Those that's who not ra- good. raise their voice lose the fight. That's exactly right, man. And I've had to. I'm a pretty. I have been in my life pretty temperamental, so I, you know, it's. I call it passionate, but that's in that's in that doesn't really fly with women or babies. Yeah. Yeah. They just cops. think you're a prick. So. I yelled a lot Saturday night. <laughs> I kind of lost my shit yeah. in an <laughs> argument and. With people in my family and uh and then i felt i i got off the phone and felt embarrassed for myself almost you know like yeah. how could i get this pissed about yeah, something yeah. that mm-hmm. literally we weren't going to solve anything i mean god it is, there's so there's so much value in maintaining your composure the second you the second you lose your composure the the, the thing is it's no longer about the point that's trying to be made it's a, it's yeah, automatically you about lose. you being a dick and that's that's unfair, but it's well, I, it's understandable. My, my big thing is, and I think the reason I do stand up, if we're really getting in that psyche, is uh, is because I don't think a lot of people. I was the youngest in my family. I think I was saying a lot of stuff, and no one was paying attention. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. I think there's there's that part of me that's like, hey, I got something to say. You want to well, be I mean, heard? Shit, we're on a fucking podcast. You want to be heard? Sure. Yeah. I started with the hubris of like, I got enough to say yeah. about business or dick jokes. You know, let's start this thing up. And I had a football one for like six years, so it's like there's some need for that, and usually it comes from childhood, all this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I think that was one of those things where I was like, I'm saying funny shit over here. Nothing, got nothing. <laughs> you guys, Your you know, I think was like it's a big, uh, it's a big part. Like, of like, who are you? New phone? Who dis? That's a big part of like the appeal of being a, for me. I think just psychologically being an entertainer, performing, is that I can control. You know, in front of an audience, you you you, it's it's your world. You can con- you can control 
what it is that you want to convey and how really? you how you want to do that. And you I think feel that's that a, way? I do absolutely. That you you can kind of you can guide them like you're the captain of a ship almost. If you're good at your job, fuck yeah, of course. Well, you're yeah. used to hecklers. No, I like I like chaos. It's around. hard to like, like heckle. I, uh, I want a little bit more. Uh, I I always approach stand up as like I'm at a barbecue and I got the loudest <laughs> voice. Like it's <laughs> not. It is like communal. There's breaking the fourth yeah. wall. Like. But yeah, we're but not all stand-ups are like you too. They no, not know, all, everybody is licking their chops for somebody to holler at them. No, and it's a bad habit too to let people do. It. <laughs> well, yeah, to a lot of com- he likes think, it. Too. Yeah, a lot of comics. I think they just they're they they're waiting. They're chomping at the bit for somebody to say something stupid so they can pounce. And that's yeah, well, you that's, can that's kinda, a technique. You it's can a, walk through the crowd and be like, before you get on, you're like, oh man, I know this is gonna be bad. Like, yeah. uh, if I do a black uh, black show or urban show, whatever you want to call it, but. They they call it urban show. It's it's black. It's look stand up is still <laughs> segregated in a way. The audiences yeah. like black people show up. I want to be on the black shows. By the way, I it's because it's harder for me because it's like man if you if you feel a faint of being nervous, fucking you're done. Oh, that will done, eat man. you up, man. Yeah, they Sandman's coming up. out. Like for you're sure. you're <laughs> fucking done, bro. And yeah. like the other thing, always got paid. Every black show I did stand up wise, always got paid. I mean. You know, they've been system, systematically put in a position to have to hustle for a long time. So that mentality is strong there, which, I, re- man, which I respect. But so. the highest of high compliments, if I get like an older uh, black dude, if I get an older black dude coming up to me after a show and is like, dude, that, that's pretty <laughs> fucking good. And I'm like, it's a high oh, compliment. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's like, that's the top. Yeah. Yeah. Not right? a woman, not an old black woman. Either one. I feel like and that's and even better. even over 40, but you can't tell because they're timeless. An old black transgender Lesbian uh, firefighter. I've had all that, <laughs> except I didn't know lesbian firefighter part. But I've had it. Boom. Yeah, that's the pinnacle. Huh. What? What, uh, what do you? After a show, do you talk to anybody? I. That, that's the other thing. I'm gonna just keep comparing music and stand up. Sure. Uh, I don't like that we have to talk to everybody after the show. That's a thing. Like you do the show. Like there's something humbling about it, but like people want to give you a lot of notes, and it's like okay, see ya, bye. Like get out, please. Move on. Yeah. But I don't know if you have to do that as much or you do do it or you I try you seem to, more yeah. introverted. Maybe. Yeah, I try to. I mean, usually when I get off stage, I go to the green room and I decompress for about 10 minutes. Whoever's still around is still around. We can talk. I'm damn sure that not taking notes. Rub, I'm right? not taking notes from anybody. Else. But you got the thing. You don't have people coming up with their guitar being like, hey, I play music too. It's Check exactly, this out. Exactly. I feel like. Where a stand up <laughs> does. Every, like, everybody. Is that a baby, bro? Everyone thinks they're funny, you know. Yeah. So. Everybody's got something Tell to say about, about your act. Everybody's got a sense of humor, but everybody thinks they have a good taste in music, too. That's True. I always compare True. that. Like, everybody's taste in music is the best, right? Everybody's sense of humor is on point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and when people try to argue with you and you're like, you've been doing it so long that you're like, no. Like, do, do you have people that are like, stuff on the radio is really good. I don't know why you don't like it. And you're like, look, musically, this shit is a formula that is made the beats per minute are fucking science like they know the behavior it's wild man if you go to nashville like it's like fast food they know exactly the scientific formula. absolutely i've been in situations where like i got uh-huh. i got hired once years ago to there was there was a, a female country artist coming through town Shania and <laughs> I, god oh i wish god. Uh, she's Dixie the did you come in? Allison mean, Krauss. I'll keep oh, guessing. my God. Allison Krauss. She's my her. favorite. It, oh, she's, she's the, the fucking best ever, man. Can we play man. some Allison Krauss? 
She is the best ever. Oh, her. I mean, voice her band. You know, dan- like her voice is angelic. It's incredible. Very Amazing. like technically perfect. Like the placement. There's talk about subtlety. Like that. She's just a, got a natural gift. And her band. She's got some of the best players in the world in her band. They're it's they're sick. They're Eric loves her. Um, <laughs> Allison really Krauss. Allison Krauss. Yeah. What were we on? What I'm were we not looking about? it up. Um, I don't you're, you were doing a fluffer job with a country star. Yeah, and she we, she came into rehearsal, and I had gone through these songs, and I had a list of twelve songs, and I promise you, I could not I could not differentiate structurally, especially, I could not differentiate from one to the next. I could not tell the difference um, of her songs. Of her songs, because they were written for her, and they were you know you go to Nashville, and there's about ten or fifteen formulas that they and they just plug in you know they're just they treat artists like any cheap commodity and they just plug them in yeah now they got like rapping so. country but I couldn't, artists i couldn't do it <sighs> i couldn't do it i couldn't do it you couldn't do in the what? middle of the rehearsal i'm like this is I, I i can't be involved in this i'm sorry <laughs> and, her, and her mother who you know who's clearly like been pawns? telling her first of all she wasn't a very good singer she's a terrible terrible singer i fact. just like to see you just go like i can't do this <laughs> it was my artist's integrity <laughs> is at hand here. I, I just can't do it. And I, walk like, storm how out. did you get in here? That's that kind of how it was. Storm out with a sassy butt walk. Like, yeah, it's like, I mean, it wasn't that dramatic, but it felt that way. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I feel like a lot of my musician friends are very sensitive and very sensitive to the art. And it's like, if if you're into it, you're into it. And if you have jabronis coming in, it it, oh, it offends you, you know? Yeah, it's... It's offensive because you work your whole fucking life at a, to to refine a craft, and you have some seventeen-year-old girl whose grandmother had been telling her she could sing her whole life, you know, since she was five years old, come in, dumping money and, into and, lessons, and try and pass herself off as an artist. And I've had this argument with people lots of times, you know, the difference between you know what is art and what's not, and the idea that just because somebody created something doesn't make it art. To me, you know, art is art is predicated on the amount of time and the attention to detail you've put into your craft. And if you haven't, if you're riding the coattails of somebody else or if somebody's doing the work for you, fuck out of my face. I define most of it like, it. Can, I, can I do that? If, I could, if you could sit me in a room for a couple of years, could I figure out how to do it? Music, I couldn't. I don't have that ear or ability or any of that. Like, uh, a lot of painting, couldn't do a lot of that stuff. But, like, there's some stuff where I'm like, I yeah, I, 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 I got time. that. It takes time. If you have a knack for something, it takes time to cultivate it. And but I'm with you. Being creative, I look at it as the ability to create. And that, to me, is more about, like, you can – that could be art or that can be uh, solution-based. Absolutely. Solution, I think we're yeah, creative sure. here. We're really good at being creative on business solution stuff here. Yeah. Um, but that's not really super recognized because it's hard to gloat about. I mean, it's making something from nothing. It's taking a, it's taking a block of clay and making something out of it. It, there's a, it's a full process, and I feel like that's, you know, it's been, it's certainly been diminished in a way, at least on a grand scale. There's so much good music out there that is sitting, you know, it's sitting under that top layer, and it's just brilliant music. Yeah, great right songwriters. Is awesome. They're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. The quality, the quality of music is so strong right well, now. You know, I it's just not, it's not pushed to the top. I want to hear about the creative process of doing an album. Uh, that's sure. got to be mentally fucking rough. Like, oh my god, uh, it's the most exhausting never, manic. It feels like it'll probably never be correct. Almost <laughs> like, um, yeah. and uh, we we kind of look at the creative process here. Like, so, uh, for instance, I'll let you kind of think for a second about it. But it was like, 
I will get a lot of people that are startups. We have a lot of immature businesses, as I call them, you know, mm-hmm. under three years or startups or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they don't have their shit together. So it's a lot of stuff like let's get your brand identity together. That's a big creative project. But the way I found that I work the best in that way, in that area is I'll get kind of an idea of what they need. I'll k- get the criteria. Right. And then I'll think about it. We'll talk about it for a little bit. And then we go off and do other stuff, right? Go off and do other projects. Mm-hmm. And in that meantime, those shower thoughts, that times I'm not thinking about it and it pops up like a pop-up ad almost in your mm-hmm. brain, mm-hmm. that has been kind of my, at least my creative process for that. So, like, then I'll go, oh, shit, got it. And I'll, like, I did uh, John Paul's logo because it was like, mm, got it. Came in my noggin after just, like, not thinking about it for three days or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you have a process like that or you even or you just go out there and just war room it out. Mm, it's a combination of both. I think there's a, there's a lot of, um, well, first of all, when you go into making a record or anything creative, I think that you have to be, you have to be wi- willing to accept the fact that when it's done, there will be things that you wish you did differently. Sure. And you can't let that hinder you along the way or the fear of that happening. You'll never that, hit perfect. Nope. And it's not about that. It's about, you know, the way I look at my life and my career is that at the end, I want to know that I got, I improved every time that I got better. I got better at writing songs. I got better at playing my instrument and singing and making records. But as far as like getting in there, getting in there and hashing it out, a lot of times what I most often do is I'll, is I'll, something will hit me like a lightning bolt words music and oftentimes it's overwhelming and it will it will bring me to this insane place it's like uncontrollable crying where it's like it's like your purpose has com- been completely put into focus and it, and it happens every now and then and that's when i know something's good and I'll, re- it. Yep, yeah. and I'll re- and i'll immediately record it so i have that original feel and that original headspace on record and then over time, I'll kind of work it out. So that way, by the time I get into the studio to make a record, I have it pretty well fleshed out. So I'm not, I'm, I don't feel like this, this, this pressure or this weight to just create some, a full body of work for a record out of thin air. I try to take my time with it. But have you tried to uh, figure out when those times hit you? Have you tried to quantify it and put, bring it back, force it in? Yeah, like can you, uh, can you manifest it if you've worked on it? You think? Absolutely. Well, yeah, for sure. Because if I hear it, you know, all I have to do is hear it a few times, what I, you know, and 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 play it a few times to really like know where that char- where that character lies, you know, in my head. I can access. Can I mean, I've done it, done this for a while, so I can. can I've you gotten to give the an point. example of like something from your last album, maybe. Uh, sure. And it's on. It's on. Sure. I mean, jtbrowningco.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Not secure though. And iTunes. I saw. <laughs> You get a virus if you go to that website. You're on Spotify, right, as well? Yeah, I'm on Spotify. But that doesn't hook you up. Buy directly from his site. That's bad. Yeah, true. true. Um, God, Spotify. The artist payouts are a fucking joke. But But everybody knows that. It's just you You make money on touring, right? That's kind of the deal now. Yeah, exposure doesn't. You know, it doesn't make. You know, doesn't pay my rent. How many gigs did you do where people threw that out there? I get that still. It's like. Hey, we're going to get you a lot of exposure to <laughs> Jackie Mason's crowd. I'm like, Jackie Mason's crowd is 90 years old. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> that. They hate me, too. So yeah. I don't think I'm going to go anywhere with the guy from fucking, uh, what was the uh, what was the Caddyshack guy? 2. Yeah, yeah. 
his biggest nice. role. Nice. That's, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> I know that's what you were that's thinking That's why of. we're there, man. That's where we're... Woo! I never did even it. saw Caddy yet. I never saw the second one. I bombed harder than I've ever bombed <laughs> doing opening for him. Anyway. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not, not your demographic, I don't think. Uh, you were yeah, telling you us, you were trying to think of inspiration <laughs> from your last Twitter. album. Yeah, so. You're like, huh? Um, or did you just kind of wing ex- it? No, I mean, I've had experiences, you know, like say a song like Slow Hand Killer, it's about a, you know, it's about a friend whose lover um, was very put together on the outside, but was slowly developing a heroin problem, and it's like. OJ? And I watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, man. I mean, the glove. Which one Slow of our hand. friends was I'll it? I'll never forget that. I don't know exactly where I was in that vertical. I mean, I guess we all do. I think we were in fourth grade, weren't we? We were in fourth grade, yeah. Um, yep. I was out in Christmas. That River. was fucking wild, man. They brought us in. Like but yeah, shit. you know, just things like really? that when you see something. Yeah. This is in June. Turn the TV on. Oh, you mean the verdict? The verdict. Oh, shit. I'm talking about the oh, Bronco the, chase. Yeah, the car yeah. chase. Oh, God, that was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at least, yeah, at songs least they like haven't that. had any movies. You were inspired by OJ. Yeah, songs, yeah, you know, just uh, <laughs> must have quit. If, if Sponsored by Hammer. Too legit to quit. If... Sorry, we keep. If I have, no, it's okay. If I have, you know, an experience like that, experience like that with somebody, then it's easy to draw from, you know. And I, I witnessed it. I watched. I was watching it happen. Do you? So. Do, what's the daily? That's yeah, gross. Do you do anything daily? So, I this show, I really like to get to min- the minutia of like how to. What's good advice for anybody that's uh, younger that wants to be a musician? Because the the landscape changes so quick, it's exponentially changing, right? Yeah. It's like Moore's law. Mm-hmm. Technology is exceeding what we can handle. Basically, uh, eventually, it's going to go past us with AI and all that stuff, mm-hmm. synthetic intelligence. Mm-hmm. But let's reel it back. Synthetic in, intelligence. I haven't heard yeah, that. Yeah, they don't want to call it artificial intelligence because that's a bad name for it. Because uh, it's kind of misleading in mm-hmm. a bit, in a bit of a way. Uh, but what do you think? If you got someone in college right now, or you know, just out of high school, what would you tell them about? I mean, I'm gonna guess telling them to get as many reps as possible on stage is probably number one. But what do you? What would you tell someone younger that uh, similar kind of musician to you? Yeah. Um, or what would you tell yourself at 19? Mm, good question. Um, I guess lay off the last real coke. The sometimes. ideal, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe you got there. You though. should probably I do some coke. Certain, I, w- I would say, you know, try and stay away from hard drugs, but <laughs> psychedelics. But, but try. I don't em. know. That might help. Yeah, try. definitely do psychedelics. Um, yeah. You know, it, honestly, it's it sounds it's when people say this, what I'm about to say, I'm like, oh, but it's true. Um, authenticity. No. <laughs> Spend more time. Yeah, no, it's, okay, it's, how, it's how I feel. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's kind of a whatever you were gonna say, I was gonna do that. It's kind of a bland, like, you know, Tony Robbins thing to say, but it's true because I, I'm 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 fir- I'm a firm believer in like developing your craft um, from the inside out and and not allowing. But I, I don't know. Maybe that's, that something that's, that's no, something an, that's innate. No, it's something that's an influence so. thing. Because if you're not being authentic, then you're worrying about other people's opinions, and then that's influencing what you really should be putting out. I think it's a, this, this I think is it's a nineteen year old you, though. I mean, authentic, authentic. You think you're authentic a lot of the time, and you don't even know how naive you are to a, a lot of influence. It's true. On you. Yeah, it's you're true. maybe authentically a little dick. Right. Yeah. I mean, ni- at, at nineteen years old. Yourself. Yeah. At nineteen years old, I very, very clearly remember being headstrong and saying i'm gonna do this my way i'll be the next scott staff you know i'll be the n- sure like, you know. 
Jacksonville's finest. Watch out, Meatloaf. Here I come. It's. I think it's important to, as as a young person like that. I think it's important to spend a lot of time discovering yourself and um, take. Don't you know? Don't go to college when you get out of high school. Go no, take, yeah, take a couple years off. I agree. Figure your shit out. Figure get out who Israeli you are. Army for a year. Yeah, get I mean, that discipline. I think I'll be cashing out that Florida prepaid college plan coming back. Oh, man. True. Forgot about that. But I need to hit up. Learn gra- a trade. Is it valuable to say to? I tell comedians this: learn something that you can do drunk, almost as a day job, like wait tables True. during the day, or have a trade that you don't have to think about, so you can have your mind kind of out there mm-hmm. to think about jokes or think about music. Is that something? I don't. I don't know how musicians roll in the beginning. I didn't take that path. I I chose to s- sacrifice any sort of stability. <laughs> security. I, I was a, I was in a rough spot for a few years, and I've had rough patches. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do to be completely self-reliant it takes with, with an art form. Yeah, but it takes. Yeah, it yeah. Really, it just takes. You have to love. I I love nothing in my life. You know, I, I nothing in my life um, fills me up the way it does when that when I that moment I talked about earlier when something hits me and it and it and it just destroys me because it it's like. It brings it, it brings all the questions, all the really big, ridiculous, unanswerable existential questions, and it and it wipes them aside because it's like, it's a clear it's a clear thing that you know this is this is uh, it's it's a purpose. So I like that. Maybe it's a purpose. It's a fucking reason for being here, and not just floating around on the rock aimlessly. You know, which maybe, is which is a nice feeling. It's maybe a, the lesson going. we try to it's do great. one at least like pragmatic tip. Maybe the lesson is catch lightning in a bottle when you have it. Kind of absolutely, thing. absolutely. You know, don't double you, back. When write you it feel down that or whatever. Yeah. When you feel that, be responsible enough as an artist because I think we have an obligation. If you have that sort of, if you're open, if you're a portal in that way. Um, I think you have some obligation to yourself and humanity to capture that thing and express it, you know, because it's, um, I think at the end of the day, we want to leave a legacy of giving and, um, and there's a lot of ways to give. And I think, um, being responsible as an artist, getting your, getting your work done and doing the thing that, that makes you feel good and being an example of how to live in that way. That's a responsibility that I take seriously, and I think it's a form of giving in itself. So well, I don't necessarily think I it's mine. That's love you, buddy. That's Aww. great. Love you, too. Ne- next time you come back, you got to uh, play a little bit. And I think we're just getting revved up. We're going to try to make these uh, interviews longer in the future. So cool. uh, Yeah. Hopefully we were recording. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's great um, great to be here. Thanks, guys. Uh, SweatEquityPod.com. We're on iTunes, Spotify, your mom's Walkman, uh, Vimeo. We, we, we on that LinkedIn. YouTube. YouTube. Facebook. <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. Twitter. What else are we on? Spotify. Uh, Google Play. Laughable app. Where Did you, you say your, your mom's iPod? Uh, I said Walkman. But or iPod 2. iPod 1. Um, her Zoom. Your mom soon. Oh yeah, that was a deep poll, guys. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, watching. Send us any questions. Holler at us. And, uh, yeah, get this album. I got a new one coming out soon, next year. Okay, look for that next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, throw that in there. Quick plug. We'll put, uh, we'll put your links in the uh, description. Sounds good. Thank yeah, you. Probably not. <laughs> thanks, JP. <Jeffy. laughs>